Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In each podcast we'll be ignoring the important issues of the day and rambling through a variety of topics. And hopefully we'll be able to convince some guests to take part too. Remember the rules, Lippy, and this applies to you. No bad language. I really, really don't want to spend this evening bleeping out (laughs) your potty mouth. Thank you very much. I'll do my best. I'll do my best. You'll do better than your best. (laughs) There's no politics. We weren't discussing anything to do with number 10, number 11, 12, 13 or 56. Don't know anything about it anyway. No, who who Mm. wants to know? And (laughs) um, we're not going to discuss in detail global pandemics, although obviously the name will be mentioned. To the last few days, then? I have started my very first big sewing project. Ooh, uh. Ooh, uh. So uh, it did get off to a bit of a rocky start, not going to lie. I had to unthread a few things, but I now have a fully made handbag. Fantastic. If only this was video, you'd be able to see it. I'm quite glad it's not, though, because I put my pajamas on for this. <laughs> oh, have you? <laughs> uh, I had dressed for Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> So it's got its little own popper and everything, so... Very good. Very, very, yeah, very... all made with uh, scrap ends of material, so... Excellent. Saving the environment and so, all that. So somebody missing a bit of their um, three-piece suit. <laughs> yeah, or a big square out of their sofa, because it's canvas. <laughs> ah, very good, very good. Remind me to check the back of ours later. Yeah, it's actually the same colour as well. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I came across something interesting on one of the social media um, uh, platforms available to us. Um, came up, mm-hmm. popped up about uh, all you need to know about podcasting and starting podcasting, which I thought was probably worth reading as this is our that, very first yeah. podcast. I'm glad one um, of us read something. It, well, it said a number of things, but it said know your audience, and I hadn't really don't really think there's anybody listening to be honest <laughs> probably um, not no and we didn't start this to make huge amounts of money although if somebody pays us an awful lot of money we'll um we'll accept it thank you oh, very definitely. much i won't need to get a job then well that's it this mm. is more about promoting you and getting you a job so <laughs> get you off the sofa off that sewing machine and, uh, and back into into working so that came as a bit of a shock um the other thing that's been quite interesting in the last few days here has been the geese flying over the house I've heard about the geese on a phone call with the mother. With mother of Lippy mm. and husband of Grumpy. Yes, mm. yes, they've they've been doing well. Wife they of seem... Grumpy. Wife of Grumpy. Yes. <laughs> you said husband of Grumpy. Oh, did I? Oh, did um, I? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. no, surely not. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when you it? listen to that bit back. <laughs> Yeah. We're not editing that out either. That's no, staying in. No, no. Yeah. Anyway, back to the geese, which yes. is a very difficult word to spell because, however you spell it, it looks wrong. I, I'm not going to lie. I saw that on the agenda earlier, and I was like, I don't know what that word says. <laughs> well, I think it's geese. It didn't come up as you spelled it incorrectly. I thought. But anyway, back to the geese rather than my ability not to spell. Yes. So they, they clearly practice over the autumn months flying in a V. And mm. they have been pretty spectacularly bad at it. <laughs> they make a hell of a lot of noise as they go over. Mm. I mean, it's a real, uh, but it's it's lovely. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's mm. a really nice sound. But this week they have got the V, and there are a lot of them. I I don't know where they're flying from and to. Uh, presumably a nearby lake. There are a few yeah. around here. Um, maybe. maybe up to a few villages. Who knows? But that's it's been a really nice thing to see. I guess they'll oh. be doing whatever they do in the autumn very soon. I can imagine that's like, 
I feel like the geese noises is them chatting to each other, trying to get that V in place. It's like, you in the back, move over, move over. <laughs> I, I think that's spot on, yeah. It's either yeah. that, or look at us, we can fly and <laughs> poo on people's heads. Mm. Yes, very yes. good. Yes, and the other odd noise, which I think you mentioned when you visited at the weekend, is an odd alarm sound that goes on from 7 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock. Mm. And I think it's in one of the houses in the road, and somebody may have gone on holiday and left their alarm clock switched on. That makes um, sense. And it was an hour today, and it's yeah. not loud here, but you just hear, I can hear an alarm. What's, what's going on? That's exactly so. how I, I woke up and I was like, What is that? I don't know what that is. And then I've started blaming someone else, being like, They've left their alarm on, not turned it off when they left the house. Well, Turns out it's coming from outside. Clearly, that's what it is. So mm. maybe a bit of investigation tomorrow morning if it's not <laughs> going knocking on some doors. Well, maybe not that far, but. Uh, <laughs> Having to look through some windows. <laughs> yes. Peeping Tom. Yes. Uh, and I've got some news from the allotment. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, this has been an ongoing project for me for many, many years. Mm. And I seem to have got past the stage of killing everything and now having everything eaten by small furry creatures who can bite through quite quite thick plastic netting. It's quite, mm. uh, quite impressive. So, sweet corn again, second year running, utter disaster. Been eaten. Um, no, well, a few have been eaten, but mm. um, my method for doing them the first year, which turned out to be very good, uh, I started, but I think the seed might have been a bit too old. Um, uh. And then I've discovered moving. They don't like their roots being disturbed, so and I think that's what happened. So I bung some straight in the ground, which grew quite well, but I think it was all a little bit late. So uh. some of the cobs aren't completely formed, and some of them have got yellow on there. But I think I know what I've done wrong. Um, so, so next year, year next year um, but my horns. beans my boletti beans are prolific beyond belief. Oh, no. so yeah so we had had quite a big bean stewy thing over the weekend from them um and there's there's a lot lot more to come mm. they're not quite ready to be potted yet but, what um, kind of bean they're really pretty they're boletti beans so when they're ripe they're they're white bean but they've got red lines around them Oh, really I've not quite. seen a bean like that before. No, uh, and interesting when you cook them, the red lines disappear, which is oh. somewhat odd. But, um, the, the first time we tried to cook them, we'd undercooked them, and it was a bit like eating mm. pebbles that's uh, that way, and it caused quite a lot of digestive distress. Oh no, <laughs> no two ways about it. it uh, that's quite common in our family. Though, uh, no, but not no, distress. not like that. Sort of oh, okay. A, um, a slowing motion rather than oh. accelerating. Uh, well, well nice change yeah. for once. Yes, yes, indeed. So, um, yeah, so uh, I think a little bit more work over over winter. I got some um, some compost to go down cardboard. So oh, cardboard. Hopefully. Yeah, it's it's good for keeping down the weeds over winter. Um, well, if you want some, I have a I, lot. From no, I got a low because I was keeping it for you, if you remember. So that, I've got a garage. That's why I've got a lot as yeah. well. So we'll see how we <laughs> get on. Move I think, in the end. Yes, I think I've got enough, but uh, if not, I don't know where to come from. Mm, anyway enough chit chat from the week um, oh, on yes. to the chosen topics for this week so I'm going to kick off with digital pregnancy testers and this one I am I've been intrigued because you dropped it in a conversation a few weeks ago and ever since my little brain's been ticking thinking I don't know what he's going to say about this no but this, this is quite interesting because um, 
I came across this uh, a few weeks back and it, and it was an interesting thread and it, it just continued to get more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you take a traditional pregnancy tester, which would have been around for 30 years, I guess. Mm. So you have a, a bit of sort of wicking paper and you wheel on one end and it works its way up the paper. And then there's an area with presumably some sort of chemical on there. And if it detects whatever it detects in the, in the, um, the wee, it puts a line on the paper. Very simple, and it either works or it doesn't work. Sorry, easy. So, digital one, you'd expect to be oodles better, more accurate, more oh, precise, no. whatever. You know, definitely good. So, so this guy decides to buy it, and admittedly, they were quite cheap ones. Uh, this was an American, I think it was three for ten dollars or something. Um, that so, is quite you know, cheap. yeah, well, it is relatively cheap for something that's manufactured like that. So, you took it to pieces, and then there's a very small watch battery in there, which you're going to use for three minutes. Maybe yeah. before throwing it away. These are one-use things. They're not reusable. Oh, no. Um, well, you can't pee on something twice. No, but you could do like you have with a diabetes machine and have sticks that, oh, yeah. that go in. Oh, God, possibly. you've invented a whole new pregnancy test. Well, maybe a <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so back to the uh, dissection of this uh, pregnancy tester. So he then, he, then there's a, a circuit board with a chip in it, mm. a little processor chip in it, which he reckoned had more processing power the very first IBM personal computer back in the 80s. Wow. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little LED display that tells you whether you're pregnant or not, and there's a bit of wiring and a bit of other circuitry in there. Mm-hmm. So the one thing missing from that, of course, is a sensor that determines whether or not you're pregnant. This sensor sits above the, the wicking strip, and it's not a sensor to detect a protein or anything like no. you would imagine in there. It's actually a light sensor. Yes, so... So the colour of your wee? No. So oh. the wicking strip is identical to the one you get into the in the analogue version. Mm. So it works its way up there. There's a bit of chemical in there. The chemical turns dark if you're pregnant. Oh, the no, lights... it always turns dark. It t- turns dark further up. I Well, I don't really want to know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, But anyway, the sensor detects whether that line appears in the paper. Mm-hmm. So all that sensor's doing is replacing your eyes. There's no, there's no uh, cleverness in this whatsoever. It's purely a light sensor. Mm. I do. The thing is, though, if you when you're sitting, it's the moment that you've admit to your father that you've taken a pregnancy test before. Um, that when you're looking at that thing and you're trying to work out if what these lines mean, it's very confusing. And having those words that say "not pregnant." Is definitely the way forward for those. Well, maybe, but what if that piece of paper is slightly misaligned? So the sensor's not over the line in the paper. Then you, you get a false positive. Well, yeah, and you think then because you go to the doctor. Well, yeah, but you think because it's digital, mm. it, it'll be very, It would very, be right. Yeah, but it's not. And all this stuff, of course, you use once and it goes to landfill, which is, you know, it's a disgrace in my view, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, with the amount of technology in it, if you said it has more well, processing power... That's the interesting bit because this then went on further and you probably won't remember this, but in the 90s, around the time you were born, there was a game called Doom, which I think has been made into a film since then, uh, that ran on a computer on DOS. So it's going back quite a bit. But you could network it. So if you just happened to be in an office with a full of people and mm. wanted to test a network, it was a brilliant way of testing networks because you had loads of traffic going all over the place. Um, this guy has managed to get Doom running on this pregnancy tester, including the LCD display. No way. 
right. Yeah, absolutely incredible. I'm not quite sure how Crazy. he controlled it. I think it might have been, you might have had added a Bluetooth keyboard or something on there. But uh, mm. yeah, absolutely incredible. So these are completely over-engineered for what they are. Massively. Uh, which is, yeah, which is astonishing. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll stick some links to that in our, on our website under the episode page because that's, it's, it's an interesting investigation into um, stuff we don't need. <laughs> yeah. Well, you never know. Some clever tech guy could have a little tweak of them. Well, yes, and reuse them something somebody's weed on into a into a games console, which sounds yeah. a bit bizarre, but uh, you never yes. know. In ten years' time, you might have a little pregnancy use test drop-off center. You know, yes. when you reusable needles and things like that, you you have to take them to a certain place. Yes. Well, maybe. I, I mean, you know, and there's minerals and metals and stuff that can come out of that so they, it could be recycled really I mean, hey ho. anyway on from something we don't really need to something we do oh cheese this is my favorite cheese we've uh we've looked at ordering our cheese advent calendar again this year very good it's a good good little selection of miniature cheeses get a little bite a day great smoked one in there well that's what you want the baby cheeses Always. Baby cheeses. I find they're better because I don't overindulge. I don't eat more than I should and get weird dreams because that is the consequence of eating cheese, really, isn't it? Is the dreams that you I get in the evening. I don't think it is. I think that's a fallacy. <laughs> oh, no. I've, you get some very vivid dreams after you've eaten cheese. Well, I don't. <laughs> I don't at all. Do you not? Oh, well. No, no I think Just it's a enough. complete fallacy. And I'm sure uh, there's some information on the internet. So you're safe eating cheese. That's the main thing. Oh, you're safe eating it, but the dreams are strange. Yes. The stronger you go, the the weirder they get. There, there was an episode of Men Behaving Badly, which again mm. is probably a little bit before your time, where they did cheese impressions, which... <laughs> Apart from Red Leicester or maybe Edam, would would be quite hard to do, I think. French Brie. How how would you? Obviously, this is a medium for video, not um, audio. But how <laughs> would you do an impression of a French Brie? Oh, oh, well, hopefully nobody French listens. But it's kind of don't, that. Don't kid yourself. Nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you you do that. Yeah, That's but, the, kinda... but but the French have got so many wonderful, wonderful cheeses. Mm. From, oh, I lived there for six months. The sub, yeah, well, you know, the, from the sublime to the ridiculous, you know, hairy goat, goat cheese, for example. Mm. So. A Savoy cheese, cheese from the Savoy region. Oh, that's where you get your good reblochons. And that's the stuff you put in. What's the potato? Reclette. What was mm. that potato dish that they had when you were in? That tartiflette. Tartiflet. That's also, they use raclette yes. for that as well. Tartiflette pizza, I think, was the um, some it of the best was. food we had. That random little cafe around the back. Mm. Yeah, very good. That was very yeah. good. And oh. not a calorie in sight. <laughs> well, not when you've been skiing all day. We you burnt it all off. We oh, hadn't. we hadn't, had we? Was that when I tried the... We're going to talk about skiing in another episode, we will, actually. Yeah. So let's not go too far now. But no. uh, I'm not sure whether that was around the um, snowboarding 
Um, Able. Yes. And a little kiddie. Be careful what you say here. (laughs) (laughs) We'll save that one. A lot better than me. Yes, we'll save that one for you. It's a very good story and I will tell it. (laughs) It is good. So if we went for favourite cheese. Mine is a smoked. I could eat a smoked cheese. Yeah, I quite like a smoked cheese. The apple wood, I think, is called. That is very nice. That is a very nice. And that is. The first time I tried that was in my advent calendar last year. Very good. Mm. Which which day was it? Oh, they they used the same one a few times. So. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that's quite nice because then you, mm. you find what you like and you can look forward to. Yeah, it. I think there's about eight, and they reshuffle okay. them. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, and then I give my other half the ones I don't like. <laughs> that's that's very wise. The, the, the trick with these with all of these food based advent calendars is getting there first. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. But we also have uh, a cheese box that comes to us every other month. Well, that sounds very nice. It was. The first box was amazing. We had a um, a nettle cheese. Mm-hmm. Now that is in my top five, a nettle cheese. Was it a Dutch one? No, it was made here because most of them are. Um, can't remember what it's called. An, an ex-work colleague who's Dutch and lives in the UK, but goes back to Holland or Netherlands on, uh, quite frequently, he often came back with this lump of nettle cheese and some, mm. some really weird stuff that they, they have out there, but it generally was very, very nice, a nettle one in, in particular, I don't, I don't know what's in it, but it is very no. nice. No, the, che- the base of the cheese that they use is so creamy, and then I never thought I'd like something that had nettles in it, the idea kind of creeps me out, but... No, it's interesting. Nettles is one of the things I can grow very well at the allotment, and I do <laughs> think about whether we should boil it down. And in fact, I was I was reading this week about making nettle tea, which is used mm. for as a compost or fertilizer um, for fruit. I think it was, um, mm. but it, apparently it's a bit whiffy, and it requires you to boil it down. And Unfortunately, as I don't get so many days to myself at the moment, yeah. it's um, it's quite hard to get away with that. And yeah, after I don't the, think yes. the others in the household would appreciate. No, and after the pickled egg incident, then that's, <laughs> that's, that's not going to happen any time soon. No. no. I, I've been reintroducing blue cheese because it, it caused a problem in my mouth for a so while. So have I, because um, I uh, had the same. Yeah, a little bit every now and then is okay. Mm. Um, don't end up with a slightly odd swelling sensation in the mouth which is quite unpleasant but uh, yes so hard to pick a cheese that's my favorite to be honest because i like them all really with the Mm. possible exception of stinking bishop which we have had in the house and has had to go in inside two plastic containers in the fridge in the garage yes i do remember that too much it tastes nice though the actual flavor of the cheese is good It's just a shame that every time you open the fridge, it's yeah. like someone's put their five-day-old running socks in your face. Yes, it is a bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some of the ghost cheeses actually taste like five-year-old, or five-day-old running socks. So, mm. uh, yeah. and, a, and used cheese. Don't recommend used it. cheese? Use. As in oh. Like the female. Well, I quite like, no, I quite like sheep cheese. Do you? Yeah. Mm. Yes, sure allegedly slightly easier on the digestive system than oh. cow's cheese. But, uh, there's a weird aftertaste. There can be. I, I found there's a um, goat's cheese, a soft one, you can get from most supermarkets. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and that if you leave that open for a few days, it just starts to, it, it changes the texture of it and the, and the smell mm. taste all change slightly. Mm. We had a brie type one that they suggested cooking and the smell from the oven and mm, mm. it just wasn't, it wasn't a brie. Ah, okay. Because normally it's something like a canonbear or a brie is quite nice hot. Mm. Um, but, yeah. yeah, it normally goes. Yeah. But well, when, you s- when's your next uh, cheese delivery? Oh. Must be soon, isn't it? It is November. So it'll be in the next couple of weeks. Oh, excellent. Or we could do an unwrapping. Not sure that works very well <laughs> on there. On. I keep oh. calling it radio, but of course it's not no. really radio, is it? I'm, I think I'm thinking of... Um, Vlogs. That's what I keep thinking of. Yeah. Vlog. Well, we could always do a, a video version. Oh, um, we could I... always do a, a facial unfeeling. You know, because no. people hear our voices, don't know what we look like. Well, that, there's, yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> yeah. So I can wear pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a face for radio, so that's, yeah. <laughs> that's absolutely perfect. Oh. You are listening to the Lippy and Grumpy podcast. Right, well, next up is your favourite shop. It is, and I am attending the opening of our newest one down the road from us. Oh, really? Are you on the I'm, list? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not officially, I haven't heard anything back, but Aldi, if anyone works in Aldi that listens to this, I would love to be the first person in your store in... Where do I live? Well, we where don't give it? away locations. Oh, no. Round the corner from me. It's opening on the 22nd of October. Well, that might narrow it down a bit. Mm. It took over a massive Waitrose as well, so the middle aisle shopping is just going to be... I just... to die for, you know? Yes, I think it probably will be. Because their craft section at the moment is just something else. They're actually selling a sewing machine that's £150, and it's meant to be better than any singer or brother or... How don't know if you know any of the brands. I know but... of the brands. I mean, mm. my grandmother, who was born in 1901, she had a, a Singer sewing machine, uh, which had a foot-operated motor, essentially. So it had a, a, a plate about three foot by two foot, mm. wrought iron. And you, you, you sort of used it a bit like an accelerator on a car. So you push it one way, and then it would rock back, and it would then... Uh, power the the sewing machine so there's no electricity or motor involved in it and it was beautiful it was so so well made and singer Mm. um bear in mind there's connections back to the motor trade as well with with sewing machines you know peugeot for example made sewing machines that's what they did originally and then uh went into cars and bicycles and, and all sorts of other things so a lot of that sort of mechanical work that went on around the turn of the century then found its way into into other sorts of manufacturing um, so Singer is a very well established brand yeah. for, for sewing machines and brother I, I I mean I've come across them a lot I mean, more with computer peripherals and printers and anything else but you know if you, if you can make electronic something you can make electronic pretty much anything mm. really I mean look at Samsung and LG I mean the range of goods is, is enormous the digital ones are the best ones and that's what Aldi's so Aldi's craft section is called so crafty but i believe it's actually aldi that makes the products or they they're linked just to aldi so crafty and they sell all sorts of things in there so when you say digital what what does that mean so it's on a you get a little screen 
um, and there's triple the amount of pattern designs okay. that you can do because it's all on you just type it into the screen rather than having to do the little clog on the side okay to yeah. then change the thing and it changes the needle and does all that okay so more to go wrong really exactly but with my slightly grumpy hat on um, <laughs> you know on the basis that i don't own a car made this century it um yeah it's, but it's, it's, youtube is a wonderful thing and someone will be able to fix it well not if it's a broken plastic cog they won't i suppose, I suppose these days you can print them Ooh. 3d printer there's all sorts of things you can do with that mm. yes but yes but anyway aldi opening another one near me so it'll be the second one within about five miles yeah so it's not a shop i've been to a lot um i think i've only been probably once with you actually mm. um i used to go when i was uh, working in an office um as jack whitehall would say the lydell the lydell the lydell yes we go to the lydell which was a, a an experience that was both fantastic because of the middle mm. and frustrating because of the queues at the checkout and i i have to say if you're going in for a lunchtime snack then oh, the lydell is not the place to go because you, you queue not. for half your lunch break waiting to pay which is crazy um, see that's um, where aldi have a little bit of an edge on the lydell little because um as soon as you kind of three people back they open a new till for you yeah. And they move people on, and I don't think I've queued at those checkouts for very long. And there's people with big old shops. Like the speed that they yeah. get those products through is impressive, to be fair. Yeah. But I think with Lidl, you go in and it's all amazing, but it's very foreign looking. And I feel like they have Euro versions. Like when you look at the sticker, I feel like it's in a Euro. I don't know why. It feels like a foreign. Yes, I don't like what you mean, a French actually. supermarket. It's definitely in pounds, but in my head, it, it looks like it's in euros. I think it's the yellowness of the sticker. I was going to say it's the yellow and orange stickers. Are, mm. Do feel slightly French? Very French. Yeah. Yes, and I then, think you're right. And I went there to pick up a sewing book, obviously, and <laughs> ended up queuing for twenty minutes and got so annoyed. Mm. Yes, no, I, I, I hate to say it, but I have done a few basket abandonments oh, in there, you? which I'm not proud of. No. But um, uh, out of frustration. That said, Lidl's tools, some of them are absolutely spectacularly brilliant. Um, well, then you need to, to pop into Aldi more because Aldi do all the same. They do a massive tool range, a massive car range, massive kids range. Not that anybody needs that, but. No, but also it's a long way for me to go. I don't mm. really it's know. Guildford. Yeah, it's quite. It's the other side of Guildford. Or though, isn't it? Is it come Guildford? and visit me. Well, once the big one's <laughs> open, then yeah. yes, yes, we'll pop over to you. Have a little I'm, hunt in the middle aisles. Middle aisle of uh, yes. That is the issue, though. I went in for some lunch bits, some some dinner bits for the weekend, and ended up coming out with a lot of fabric. I bought. I went. Or oh, I did put it back. I almost bought a little coffee machine that has its own flask and you just push like two buttons and it makes it but i have a coffee machine i don't know why i needed it but it was 5.99 and i was like that's a handy little that little is a handy machine <laughs> that is hard to resist you did well there uh yeah i think i put it in and i walk around thinking about it and then i i kind of talk myself out of it i very good uh, that's how i avoid buying things i really don't need and my house is way too small to house 
all of these things. Yes, yes, mm. it's it's yeah. Well, maybe you buy a flat pack extension next time you're there. Oh, maybe a new shed. Oh, there's always room for a new shed. A plastic one. Mm, a bit traditional when it comes to sheds. Yeah, ours is falling apart though. Yeah, well, they are fixable. The trick is getting it before it's um, gone too far. I've got I mean, our door doesn't. It's wonky, so... <laughs> yeah, but, well, you, but, uh, yeah, my allotment one's a bit wonky, but I use that as a security um, tool. Well, because it's very difficult to open unless you push, literally, push oh, okay. one side of the shed <laughs> up. <laughs> Someone so, would notice. Yeah, well, what I was thinking of doing is um, putting some um, overlapping timber on the outside because it is beginning to go. It's been up there mm. five years now. And I'm slightly concerned that I'll do that. And a bit like... Um, my mother always used to say, if if you don't, if you look like that, if the wind changes, your face will stick like that. Yeah. What I'm worried is about, I'll put this stuff on there and it will it will set itself in the lopsided position <laughs> and I'll never be able to open the door. So I need, I need to think that one through a bit more. Um, but going back to Jack White's Hall, I think that was the one that you were at. Uh, was it last year? It oh, was, last yes. Christmas. Absolutely. Last Christmas. I do love a bit of Jack White's Hall and he was, he was particularly He's my favourite. I have to say, yes. Mm, um, he was definitely my favourite comedian and I... Thankfully, got to go and see him live at the O2. Very good. And uh, it was after he'd been to America, so there were quite some quite funny little American jokes going on about them doing everything bigger and better, including the intelligence of the people that live there. <laughs> yes, well, that will. Uh, well, we're not doing politics, are we? But uh, oh, that, no, will, no. that will bear itself out uh, <laughs> in the next four weeks. For, we'll wait and see. <laughs> So last of our topics for this week is Christmas adverts. Now, Rich. normally I'd be moaning, mm. moaning, moaning that the adverts had started. I've um, had one. And they haven't. The only ones I've seen are the furniture companies saying they can deliver for Christmas. Which uh, isn't I, really a Christmas advert. It's, it? it's not really. It's just informing you that you can mm. do it. And I suspect that all that's going on now is very difficult for the supermarkets to suggest you're going to have the best ever Christmas yeah. by shopping at their store um, and I'm glad that they've they've thought about that and yeah definitely um, whether they'll appear at all or not is another matter no it's um, not I've seen one I think and that's about it yeah but uh, I saw an article from Martin Lewis saying not to buy Christmas presents I don't normally buy Martin Lewis a Christmas present. I, mean, I don't know him that well. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone national with his uh, not wanting Christmas presents this year. <laughs> I think it's a very good idea. And things like you know, amnesties, where you you know you buy something for ten pounds, but the problem with that is it's you, you it's just end tap. up buying cheap tap. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, yeah, I mean, it would be good to buy people experiences, but obviously at the moment that's quite Can't hard to cash in. So mm. I think. You know, the same as we did with yeah. birthdays this year, just forget it. And Didn't happen. Having said that, I've done two Christmas puddings and a Christmas cake. So I think Christmas presents on the down, but a nice Christmas present would be to be able to spend Christmas Day with the, with everyone that you want to spend Christmas Day with. Well, that'll be on my own then. <laughs> with, with my Christmas pudding and my Christmas cake, sat watching the telly, The Great Escape, a Bond with film. Your, how big a turkey? Um... How big was last year's? It was quite big, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, same Considering that wasn't even for Christmas. Well, there was a bit of a cock-up in the communication front. But it all went. Mm. That's the thing. We had 
Christmas. Always, always. At Christmas, we had uh, turkey sandwiches, turkey curry, coronation turkey. Oh, that's my favourite. Yeah, coronation I like it. Turkey. Yeah. Mm. All good. So we'll do the same again this year and just not well, invite hopefully. anybody. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. We'll oh, see. God, if I have to do Christmas in my own house. Uh, oh. It's a bit of a squeeze. We can always well, do it in the garden. Could do, do a barbecue. Because mm, you can only have six, probably. Well, I mean, if, if we go into, what is it, very high or something. Well, let's well, not discuss that. Be, it'll not, just be me discuss, and We're not discussing pandemics, <laughs> are we? Or whatever they're called. We're talking about Christmas. At home by myself, like my birthday. Well, yeah, well, we should have been away, so you would have definitely been on. Yeah, house, either way, I would have been by myself. <laughs> Well, I, I have I've convinced myself that we I haven't had a birthday this year, so I am still the same age I was mm. at the beginning of the year. Uh, to be honest, I'm getting to the age now where I'd actually quite like to take last year off my age too. Yeah, well, just do because it. I don't think it matters. Next year, I'm closer to thirty than twenty. It's when you're closer to sixty than fifty. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Good point. Yes. Anyway, we've rambled enough. Um, I have put a section on our list for other podcasts because a bit like um, the publican in the in the local pub who likes nothing better on his day off to jump on the bus and go visit other pubs because he loves the pub industry and it's it's he's a brilliant brilliant guy he um, he did a a beer quiz for the local Lions Club I'm a member of over lockdown. Um, which degenerated quite quickly, it has to be said. But it was it was good fun, and I think somebody won it, but I have no recollection of, of what that was. That doesn't surprise um, me if you were at the pub. No, we weren't at the pub, we were all at home. Um, that still doesn't surprise me. <laughs> um, although we were in the garden, because you could mix a little bit at that point. Um, and there was a bit of prinking, as you Always. teenagers would say. Um, and it was followed up by some after-drinking and a Bombay bad boy. Oh, uh, pot noodle. noodle. Yes, mm. which rounded the day off really very well. Um, but um, yes, no idea who won that. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, a bit like he likes going and looking at other pubs. I like looking at other podcasts as well. Um, I think the whole podcast um, community is fantastic because there's something for everybody there. It does mm-hmm. seem to be rather a lot of sort of crime mystery podcasts, it has to be said, but you know, there's a genre for everyone. And my favourite for this week is the Sniff and Smith podcast, which is a little bit like this one. In fact, they're just rambling on okay. and talking about cars a little bit, uh, quite a bit. But there seems to be quite a lot of rambling going on. So if if you like your cars or like a bit of blokey banter, then I definitely recommend Sniff and Smith. Uh, the Sniff aspect was the scriptwriter for uh, the Clarkson era of Top Gear and latterly the Grand Tour. Um, mm. Very interesting gentleman, and Smith, Johnny Smith, uh, appears on Fifth Gear, I believe, still, and he pops up all over the internet. I watched a video where he rescued a uh, an early transit van from a hedge, uh, which was from interesting. A hedge? From a hedge, it'd been overgrown with brambles, cut all the brambles back with a massive chainsaw thing, that uh, like and then proceeded to get this uh, van that hadn't moved for ten years uh, actually running. Um, impressive. Uh, yeah. Uh, flatbed Transit W Reg, so I think that's 1980. Um, and, you know, it's a going concern for restoration. It, uh, it was a bit grubby, but it wasn't uh, wasn't too far gone. So it'd be interesting to see whether somebody somebody picks that up. 
Uh, but the fact it ran is, is pretty Quite impressive. impressive yeah. There was a bit of a fire at one point, it has to be said. Oh. But, um, yes, well, that was have you fixed something if there isn't a fire at some point? Uh, I have I have been party to many fires. <laughs> many, many fires. Um, from a very young age as well. So, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it wouldn't be a surprise in the slightest. Yeah. That's the end of this week. Lippy, what have we got next week? So next week we'll be having a little chat about all-female impregnation. (laughs) It's an interesting one. I think I may have gone full partridge then. (laughs) That felt like an Alan Partridge. How does that work? How does that work? (laughs) Uh, Why my sister cannot watch Team America, and because of the no swearing rule, I will not be finishing that. Uh, Reply all emails, which... So that's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I would like to thank our sponsors. However, we don't have any. So here's Nippy pitching for a job. I'm currently unemployed, thanks COVID, and looking for an office management role. And then hardworking office manager that popped me a line. If you're enjoying our rambling podcast and can spare a few pennies to help with our hosting costs, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Lippy and Grumpy also leave a good review or a bad one if you have a topic you'd like covered please leave us a message via our website lippyandgrumpy.uk so it's goodbye from me and goodbye from him goodbye <laughs>